Axiom, the tasty truth. What's going on, ladies and germs? Elder Bryson here. I'm here with Philippe from Northern. How's it going, bud? I'm good. How, how about you? Same old shit, man. Just working for the man, fighting the power, trying to stay sane. You know, you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what, what's going on, Matt? Tell me, uh, tell me about your project, Northern. Tell me, like, how to get started. What's, what's, uh, who's in it? What's going on? Yeah, so first of all, thanks for inviting me for this. It's super cool oh, uh, to do this, to talk about music and and what I've been doing. It's, it's super fun. Uh, yeah, so we, I started in 2015 after I moved to Montreal. Uh, I didn't know anyone here, so I started like, I got this delay pedal that had like a loop uh, functionality built in, and I started looping ideas, and, and then... On the weekend, I, I put up together four songs that were super short and instrumental. And I put it on Bandcamp and then I started from there. And then it started to evolve a little bit more when I you know, started using Ableton Live and making more um, kind of complex, um, complex loops and arrangements. And since then, I've been releasing songs and working on my Instagram you know, doing what you have to do to succeed in music in 2021. Right. Yeah. You just, you know, you gotta, gotta keep putting those selfies out there so that people know you exist. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and I love, so it's, it's just you. I, I, I love the, I love the solo artist game and I love that you're doing the, the style of music that you're doing as one guy. Like that's, that's tough. Uh, so I, I'm impressed by it, by what you're doing. Um, but, uh, Tell me, what's one thing that you wish you knew back when, uh, back in 2015, when you were playing with that loop pedal uh, that you know now? Oh man, I think I would, I would plan more my releases because I was just like writing music and putting on Bandcamp. You know, like I didn't plan anything. I didn't do. I didn't have like a marketing plan or anything like that. And uh, for my last, um, my last album, my release, like over like a song a month over a year and uh and that helped a lot to grow my you know my audience and stuff and make more people listen to it you know uh, so i i if i could tell myself like uh, in 2015 just like plan a little bit better and you know just don't slip on instagram or social media because this is where people are now you know Oh yeah, I mean, you know, even back in the day, you know, MySpace was uh, was was the place for friends, right? Like it's it's been evolving gradually over the years, but uh, yeah, no, it's 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 uh, the same. I've been I've been doing this uh, solo artist thing for since 2015 too. I love I love this. Uh, I, I I love it because uh, y- you know, for nobody told me what to do either. So like, you know, you, I released like an album, and then it's like, what now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like for me, like I never, I didn't have any plans to play live with this uh, project because I, I didn't know 
how I would do that on my own, you know. But uh, in I think it was 2017, I had I was invited by this band from uh, Vermont, so I I came down to Burlington and I I played with them, you know, like just looping live with Ableton Live and and doing like finger drumming and stuff. <laughs> I felt a bit like you know I come from like a a band background, you know, like I used to play in a progressive metal band for like 12 years and I, I felt so stupid doing it myself <laughs> on stage and uh, was very self-conscious and it was so much work, you know, like to plan all the loops and like change, you know, the arrangements and like, uh, you know, different parts of the songs, all the songs and like n- I had no idea how to do that and I came up with like an strategy and just like did it. Uh, so I did only two shows, two live shows, one in Brazil and one in in, in Burlington uh, because I'm from Brazil. So like I went to visit and my friends invited me to play a gig. It was fun too. It went super well and uh, the Burlington show was was good too. Like it went well, uh, but I I'm not sure I'm gonna do this again. <laughs> I think uh, my plan now is to put together a band for live performance. You know, like I will keep writing myself and maybe collaborating with with people. But uh, I want I want to play live. This is the thing that I have m- most fun of. You know, the things that I miss the most. And I had a lot of plans for 2020, but then you know, COVID happened. Yeah, COVID, COVID. I say, I think all of us had a lot of plans for 2020, and then, uh, yeah, we just all got stuck inside, which was great for writing music, but terrible, terrible for trying to play it live. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that you tried to do that because that's that is a lot of work. Like I've seen it pulled off. Like Tash Sheltona, I think is one one of them that's, yeah. that I've seen really like nail the whole live looping thing. But like. I, I I tried it a couple times and just no, it's not <laughs> it's not happening. You know, I, I I feel so stressed when I'm doing that because I'm a guitarist. You know, like I I want to have the freedom to just walk on stage and and you know like jump and <laughs> and do all the crazy things and and like really enjoy the performance. You know, and when I'm like live looping, I can't do that. I'm just like too, you know, stuck on, on the process and, and it's not fun for me. I even jammed last year, um, with a drummer. Um, and it, it, it was, it was all right, you know, but I, like sometimes I would go to the jam space and I forgot like one USB cable and I couldn't play. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, I don't, I don't, I won't simplify things. And even, even like my live setup has, and my recording setup is being simplified as well. I have, I got rid of my pedal board and, uh, and now I just, you know, I, I do everything with like a multi-effects thing. I'm us- I've been using the Fractal Audio XFX3 and the uh, FM3, like the little one. So this simplifies so much my, my live setup. So I don't need to think about a lot of things to bring, you know, even when I'm jamming. Uh, so I think that's a good tip for people that wants to to do like a solo project, like simplify your your setup because the more things you put in the line, uh, the more things can go wrong, you know. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I've uh, I've I've you know I I can relate so hard to that. I forgot one USB cable because no no one, none of the other bands you're playing with have USB cable. Like it's yeah, that's never <laughs> exactly. that's never how there's never like. 
you know, you're as a as a looping artist, there's never somebody else who's doing this complicated rig that you're doing just to be one person on stage sounding like a whole band. So if you're ever missing like one piece of gear, it's it's you're, you you got to really improvise on that. <laughs> yeah. It would be so weird like if I didn't have like if I couldn't like if I forgot the the cable for the Ableton push, I would be like screwed, you know, like because this is the, everything is controlled by that, and like, and then there's like you know dropouts with like if you try things like Bluetooth, uh, you know MIDI controllers, there will be a dropout in the middle of the song. Oh yeah, uh, I think one one thing that happened on you know, my first gig was that like the last song for some reason the last part of the song was playing half speed, <laughs> and I was like, oh man, like how. It, it never ends. Like, I, what, what, what's going on? What's wrong? You know, and I had to, you know, kind of every time that I had like a, a break from what I was playing, I was trying to figure out what was going on. So the last song lasted for like seven minutes instead of like three and a half. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I, cause uh, I remember I did an album release show once, and, and uh, I had the same thing happen. Like my last song, uh, the drums were warped and the keys weren't. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, like that sucks. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like if it, if it's like if it's like half speed, people won't notice because it would look like oh, there's a slower part uh, on the, the drums. You know, it's fine. No, it <laughs> but was, like if it's like an odd like you no, know, it was not like timing, seventeen like, BPM off. It was awful. Oh man, that, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and then you can say, yeah, did you like the last polyrhythm part that I made? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, so uh, switching gears. What does the phrase sex, drugs, and rock and roll mean to you? Oh, man. It means like Tuesday. <laughs> yep. Nailed it. No, no, Nailed I mean, it. like it's, it's, uh, I grew up in the hardcore scene, you know, to be honest, like when I was very young, it was pretty much just rock and roll, hardcore stuff. There was no, not much, uh, sex and drugs, <laughs> but later on, I kind of got into a little bit, but, um, but you know, it's, it's not glamorous the the music industry you know like the the rock star uh you know thing doesn't exist like it's just like hard work it's you know it's loading vans and lo- unloading vans and and you know doing sound check and and waiting you know 10 bands to play before you can go on stage it's like it, it's a lot of work there's not not much sex drugs and rock and roll maybe maybe at home and you're like <laughs> enjoying a, a joint or something uh, you know in the backyard but like no no not in the, in the show and you know i made a mistake of like playing drunk a couple times and did not go well no no it's it's, it's yeah uh, I've had it go okay a couple times, so usually no. If I, yeah. you have to find the right number of beers because, like, too yeah. few and you're too nervous and you're too shy, you know, too many and you miss notes and you forget what you're doing, and, you know. Yeah, and if if I if I smoke weed or anything, man, like I I become useless. I'm just like a you know a rock. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> like laying there, like I, I couldn't figure out. I I, w- I never tr- I never did that before a show, but I did that once, you know half gem and I, I I'd had to go to my car and take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, ab- absolutely. Like I, it's, it, I can't imagine trying to talk to a crowd and, you know, like have any sort of like banter 
uh, if, I, if I was high, like, and I'm a lightweight too, like a little three milligram gummy bear just knocks me at like, yeah, me too. Puts, me I, too. I become stuck on the couch. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Like people like, you know, like, and like you try to portray this image of like being like, you know, uh, of like you're, that you're having fun all the time, but really like I've spent the last two days not sleeping because I've been working on this video project that my computer can't quite handle. And it's been trying to find ways around it. It's driving me nuts trying to trying to make this music yeah. <laughs> like that's that's what the life of a of independent of an independent rock star is that's what and it, it's know. it's being more and more like that you know it's more like you have to be multitasking and you know you have to have so many skills like i didn't know shit about recording uh videos you know like i've been producing music for quite a some time like since maybe 2008 but like recording videos and stuff, like and editing, I had no idea how to do that. So, you know, Instagram has been my my laboratory for that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because you know you you'd think that the some of the skills transfer over, right? Like music production, like you're you're cutting and stuff like that, like transfers yeah. o- transfers over to video editing. But some of it does. Some of it's like the opposite of how you'd think it would work as an Ableton user. Like you, yeah, you know, you look at it and it looks the the screen in Premiere looks like Session View in Ableton, and then you go in and it it does not do the same things. <laughs> yeah, I I wish there was like a metronome or something, you know, that I could just like put. Maybe there is, and I don't know because I my editing skills are so the bare minimum, you know, like just enough to to get by. Like I'm just scraping, you know, like every time I I do something. Sometimes I have like a few cuts, and I'm like going crazy on like syncing up everything. But but it's 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 actually a fun process when you get into it. And also like another tip for people that make content, uh, you know, maybe daily or like very often. Uh, make things easy for yourself like just do it as quick as you can L- have things set up you know like my light is always set up my camera is always set up it's how everything is plugged i turn one power you know break in and i have all the instruments and stuff running because if you have to do a lot of stuff before doing it you don't do it it's just like oh man i'll do it tomorrow and then you never do <laughs> oh yeah no i know like i had my like I had my green screen up, like set up to like make, cause I had like four videos to make this week. So I had my, with like people from like other parts of the world. So like mm-hmm. I had to like edit myself into the videos that they sent me somehow. Right. So one, I had to learn how to do that. Two, I had my green screen up for like a week so that I could just do it when I was ready. And like my roommate yeah. was pissed the whole time. Like, you know, like, dude, you're, I can't sit on the couch. Your green screen's in the way. I'm like, you don't ever sit on the couch anyway. <laughs> Man, I, I, I feel you because my studio is in the middle of the living room so because we have like a big, a big space and then behind my screen is like the living room with the tv and stuff and the, the library and then behind me i think you can see a little bit is like my dining table <laughs> so it's it's not good but like i um i've tried to have like things kind of organized because i'm very very ocd and i don't like to look at you know, mass. So, um, but now, now we move into a new, new place that I'll have like a basement for myself. So I, I can kind of set up things to, to create more content. And I'm going to try to do some more YouTube videos because I only have like, you know, covers and stuff that I put there for fun. It's just to also to learn how to do, to create for YouTube. But man, it's for me, I'm so scared to do YouTube. <laughs> I just don't, I don't want to talk to the camera. I just don't. <laughs> but, you know, we have to. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know that you have, like because I don't either. So I don't. I just I just make a lot of covers like every mm-hmm. week, and then you know like lyric videos and stuff like that. Like I, I don't I don't touch the the vlogging because I, I like part of me feels like I don't have anything to say to begin with. Like I'll say it in my music. man exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like 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 who is gonna listen to this shit? You know, like and but uh, to be honest, like we might uh, underestimate the power of like sharing knowledge. You know, because you I faced problems in my setup and maybe my you know trying to get the right tone for my guitar or whatever, or like fixing up my guitars because I always do a lot of customizations and f- fixing on myself. You know, unless it's something really major like carving like carving you know, like a bone nut or anything like that, then I go to a luthier. But like everything else, I do it myself. But like, I it would be nice, maybe people would get, you know, interested in, in knowing, those, knowing those things, you know, like maybe how I set up my live looping or my writing loop uh, preset on Ableton and all of that. You know, so I I, I feel like people might be interested in that. Like I had people asking me those things, on like DMs and stuff, so it would be it would be cool, you know, like just doing what I f- like doing videos and make, making content that that I was looking for when I was you know like trying to figure this out. And some some things are they just don't exist. Like some contents that I have planned, they just don't they are not on on YouTube yet. So I hope that we'll. Will uh, bring some, you know, more people to listen to what I have to say, but but yeah, I I don't consider myself an expert on anything, so like it's gonna be a bit bumpy, but like it'll be a bumpy road. But like I feel I feel I uh, I have to start. I've been planning for months, and <laughs> and I I'm always postponing it because I just don't want to talk to the camera. Yeah, no, I, I, I can totally, I get that. Cause like, uh, you know, for example, like when I first started like playing live shows, like it, it took me like a good five or six hours just to figure out how in Ableton to set up like a foot switch to, yep. to tr- trigger loops. Right. And like mm-hmm. it, it was just like, just no, there's like a little bit of information out there, but nothing that worked with the tools I had. And so like, yeah, I, I spent like six hours just like sitting there in the, in the MIDI, you know, MIDI mapping, troubleshooting this, that, and the other until I finally like accidentally got it. And then I couldn't change anything <laughs> for like months because I didn't want to fuck it up. <laughs> right. And so then, yeah, like, yeah. But, and now, now I can do it in like 30 seconds, right? Like if, if anything, mm-hmm. if I set up a new session or whatever, I needed, I need to set something up like that. I, I could do it right away. Cause I, I figured it out. Right. But, and, whenever you 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 know whenever you go to youtube it's always like either a edm dude producer or like a hip hop producer that is using ableton and like man but like i don't want to make beats i just want just want to make some rock and roll stuff you know like uh, yeah it's 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 never it never applies to what you do you have always to kind of adapt it to to what you need you know it's 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 never right but you know what we do and mostly what i do it's a bit niche you know so i don't know if there'll be a lot of people interested in that but like at least there is not a lot of competition at the moment 
I don't, I mean, there's, I think there's like, I've been to a lot of sold out Mogwai shows, you know, like, for example. So like there's Nietzsche, don't underestimate the power of, of like being like a good, a big thing in a niche market. Cause like mm-hmm. people love that shit and it's, it's hard to do, um, and do well. Um, and you're, you're doing it well. So like, you know, we'll, we'll get into that in Thanks, a little man. bit here, but, uh, no, it's, it's, it's a thing. And the, the thing I love about Ableton is that like, I'm sure I do everything wrong. Like not, I, I, I'm sure that every routing thing that I have done that I've come <laughs> up with is, is not the way that anybody who's designed that software to make EDM has ever intended it to be used. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it it works for me, and I've I feel like man, you know, if if it works for you, you're doing it right. Yeah, that's, right. That's the point. You know? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, on a scale of one to ten, how weird are you? I would say a hundred. A hundred. Damn. It's, what's the weirdest thing yeah. you've ever done? <laughs> uh oh, man. Like I don't know. Like I've I I'm just I like for example before moving to Canada, I moved to Ukraine, <laughs> and I. I get, I start I, without speaking Russian or Ukrainian. I lived there for a while, like just you know, really weird time of my life. I went to like some weird parties. Like at some point, I got I got myself like in a in a rave under a bridge, like in the suburbs of uh, Kiev, and I was like, man, what am I what am I doing here? <laughs> but but it, it, you know, like I, I think I. I'm weird because I a lot of weird stuff happened to me. I think more more than I am weird because I put myself out there all the time. I I'm very I'm very I, I, people say that I'm impulsive, but I'm I'm not just impulsive. I think I I take risks, you know, like and I I try stuff, you know, and uh and yeah, like so I've I've been there. I've 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 been, you know, robbed in in Europe and then had to go back home like oh man it was so, so I have so many things like in even in you know when I was growing up you know skateboarding and stuff so many stories of like weird places that I end up with like you know skateboarding like in the slums of Sao Paulo like with people that I had no no idea who, who they were like in dangerous places and all of those things and also like my my music tastes very weird too i listen from olafur arnold to you know periphery and you know death metal and you know cannibal corpse and i play those things you know i i used to have like a no eight string guitar here and uh that's something that is makes me really kind of hard to focus on one thing but because of my wife i have i've been focusing on northern because she believed in this project since the day one and she i ha- i wanted to give up so many times and uh because i felt like man this is just like so simple music i'm i'm used to technical stuff you know like i don't show my my skills maybe it was my ego you know screaming out loud <laughs> but uh, but i was like yeah, but you know, it's so weird. I want to, sh- I want to show that I I know how to play guitar properly too. You know, like that I that I have years and years, twenty years of guitar playing, and then with Norton, I, I play one one note every quarter note or something <laughs> like it's so slow and like. But I think uh, on the, the other hand, like the my sound design skills improved a lot and tone as well because. It's all about the atmosphere that you create and the dynamics and all that. So, so yeah, 
But yeah, sorry, I spoke too much. But like, no, yeah, a, so many things. I just things that I, I came feel like, to my mind. I feel mind like we now. just became best friends. Like you, you that like <laughs> like like I I did this. Your your Kiev was my like I I lived in a cave in Phuket for a year. Uh, oh wow, <laughs> yeah, similar 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 weird things have happened to me in my life. So I, I they very much relate. But uh, the thing is, because like I've been playing guitar for close to twenty years too. Actually, maybe a little longer. Yeah, some something like that. And bass. Mm-hmm. And like I I used to I played like bass in a very technical like almost proggy kind of band like rush meets radiohead mm-hmm. kind of stuff right um cool. so i get it like the, the 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 need to like show off your technical skills yeah but i find that the more technical i try to make my music the less emotive it is you know yeah you know it's it's hard to get that like you know fine balance between technical and emotional like uh for me the best band of all time is a band called uh between the barrier and me and uh they blend all kinds of styles you know and they started very hardcore uh death metal and stuff and you know then they became more prog like you know like dream theater and stuff like that but they the vocalist has like a solo project that isn't like pretty much like Radiohead as well. Yeah. <laughs> like Muse and stuff like that, you know? So I I did find myself and uh, with those kind of people, I, I am like that. I, naturally, you know, I'm listening to, you know, This Will Destroy You and Mogwai, but like I'm also listening to, you know, Periphery and like Animals as Leaders and stuff like that, you know? Uh, and if when you get like the, you know, the Spotify uh, year review, it's always like, melodic hardcore or whatever or metalcore or like you know uh progressive metal like every year is always metal and i'm like yeah but the music i make is not metal at all <laughs> <laughs> right yeah no oh man no my my spotify and your stuff is so so messed up it's like it go, it's like everything from like goth rock to metal to like mm-hmm. ska punk to like prog yeah i love like punk it's, too it's it's like it's just all over the place right like you know and then like you know like some like french pop you know (laughs) yeah for sure man like i listened a lot to synthwave as well yeah i love synthesizers and stuff like i try to integrate this more and more to my um yeah to my music but i love 80s stuff like i i did a my last project as a composer was for a video game and i did a like a bunch of (laughs) a bunch of like 80s synthwave shit you know like and they (laughs) loved it and it was like not part of the brief but i was like you know like they're gonna like this i guess and it it went well you know like it's a shame that i can't really do just like a straight up 80s synthwave uh with northern but like uh, for sure for the next releases i'm gonna try to integrate a little bit more a little bit more of those things, you know. Right? Yeah. No, you you got to evolve as an artist. You can't you can't you know make the same album over and over again, right? Absolutely. Yeah. My my previous album was very much like a blend between you know, explosions in the sky and Tycho. You know, like I had a lot of electronics, electronic stuff in it. My, my album, uh, Every Creator and Destroyer, and um, and a lot of people liked it. I, and you know, like it was it was like the beginning of things getting serious for me. Uh, but then last album was 100% emotional, shoegaze, post-rock, you know, straight up. Hell yeah. No, it's, it's exactly. And it's beautiful. Um, 
So what have you been listening to lately? I mean, we've talked we've talked a lot about, you know, your metal influences and whatnot, but like lately, what's what bands have really been inspiring you? Um and I think I've I've been looking into more, you know, post rock, uh Japanese post rock. You know, like maybe um, yeah, like math rock as well, you know, like you know, some toll or man, there's this band that I found that I, I can't even pronounce their name. I'll, I'll shoot you a link when I find a, uh, find it again. But it was like the most mind blowing thing ever heard on you know alternative rock slash post rock from Japan. Yeah, and uh, I've been listening to news from a lot as well. I got to see him live uh, a couple of years ago here in Montreal, and it was so inspiring. That guy is a machine. It's him with like. I would say maybe over 30 instruments, like real pianos, real roads and real synthesizers and shit. And he's looping everything himself. And I'm like, yeah, no, I can't do that. This is too, way too much. And he was super cool about it, making jokes like, oh yeah, now I need to play, press this button because I'm going to loop this and then I'm going to run to the other side of the stage and play <laughs> the piano and then loop that. And he was super fun. Like uh, it was, he's a great performer and he's like a brilliant, brilliant composer and sound designer for me, that him and, and Olaf Uranods are the biggest inspiration in terms of like sound design. Actually, um, Olaf Uranods ta- taught me something, you know, like not directly, but by watching one of his interviews, he said that sound design is composition. You know, it's it's part of the writing process. And when I when that when I heard that, something clicked for me, and so I I I write kind of on a two-way conversation with the sound, you know, I don't, I don't just take like maybe like an acoustic guitar and write something, you know, like I really think about it before get inspired by a sound that I came up with and then I go from there. But yeah, those, those guys and, you know, uh, you know, Hammock as well, like, uh, you know, Balmorea and, uh, oh man, like so many bands and, you know, I think one of the most known uh, and really directly influential uh, influence for me is uh, Caspian. Yep. Yeah. So they they they're, they're great. Yeah. No. And loud live. Yes. It's so loud live. I almost <laughs> man, seriously, it was way too loud and too bright and like and I was like in shock, yeah. but it was it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Gods and astronaut <laughs> is another one that it's that's amazing too. I think they are from from Ireland, if I'm not mistaken. Gods and Astronaut is is super cool. I got to chat with the the drummer a little bit on Instagram because for some reason he he liked one of my videos and 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 we we chat a little bit. I told him that they are they are the super great <laughs> and uh, you know being a fanboy and shit. Like I probably said like things that I regretted, but <laughs> but you know you know how it goes. We are all like fans of someone you know oh yeah Every, everybody's like he even paul mccartney's probably got somebody who's like you know like damn i i, I wish i was that guy right like it's yeah it's a, it's a thing um but yeah no like you mentioned a couple of things like uh um japanese fucking post-rock dude like i found a couple bands one's called elephant gym i don't know if you've heard that okay no i haven't heard and, yet and then there's another one called itchy coro um they just both of them like I discovered them like a couple months ago just fucking blew me out of the water just like I'll send I'll send you links to those but fuck man <laughs> I, th- I think I think man it's super cool to go you know a little bit out of this you know Europe North America thing you know like you know we need to go out of this a little bit you know even like some 
Icelandic music, you know, like, you know, uh, Olaf Uranus is from um, from Iceland, um, you know, Bjork and stuff like that. I, I love those things, you know. I've been getting, it's funny because, you know, only a, like I would say three years ago, I got into Radiohead. I was never very interested in Radiohead. I was way more interested in, in you know, Smashing Pumpkins and, and bands like that from the 90s, but like not Radiohead, to be honest. And then I started, you know, play more what I play now and man I think they are brilliant and Tom York like his solo albums and you know the soundtrack he did with like uh, Hans Zimmer for the I think it was Planet the, the documentary or something like that and um, and yeah so these guys are very experimental and very good with sound and Bon Iver for sure it's one of my main influences he makes such weird uh, arrangements and sounds and like vo- vocoders and like man, I I wish, I wish I was I was him. <laughs> yeah, no, I and like literally Bonavere is like I slept on him for a long time. Like uh, he was playing some music for I think Coachella a few years back, uh, and like mm-hmm. I just all I knew was the hit right. Can rush, can yeah. Lie, right. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. That's, that's cool, I guess, whatever. And then I saw him live. And holy fuck! And like, two drum sets, like yeah, two, two drum, drum sets, sets man. And, and then they played the the wolves, and like I just yeah. I, I I was you know tripping balls, and I just I started crying, man. He was so fucking good, yeah, it's right. So good. Like it was, I just couldn't believe, like the the emotion that 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 guy can pump out of like songs that just oh yeah there's so much great music from so many genres out there just i i can't you know i can't stop finding new shit enough but then again i always go back to the old shit that i've always loved because like and and what's funny is like i got into radiohood a little bit late too like not three years ago late but like i i thought their first album was terrible <laughs> like, oh yeah you know like the you know like pablo honey is like it's not really anything to write home about like eh, it creeps okay i guess whatever right but you know, uh, yeah 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 so the but, but then, to be honest like i was i liked uh fake plastic freeze uh threes a lot yeah that's, uh, that's but because it was like the mtv era you know like and i it was very emotional and a bit different very slow comparing to what was going on and I like that one. Creeper was, yeah, okay, that that's that's a radio song, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then after, okay, computer, yeah, it just got crazy. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's it's yeah. Once once okay, computer came out, it was just like, all right, you guys have redefined music as a genre. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just just redefine music like just that. <laughs> Very yeah. simple. So uh, where can our our listeners uh, find you online? Man, every stream platform ever. It's so it's like, you know, I got like the distro kid shit that publishes everywhere. So you can find me on YouTube. Spotify is the main place, of course, and then Apple Music and I just type Northern without without the vowels. And yep. that's it. Northern, no vowels. That's you know, I'll, no I'll drop I'll drop I'll drop a link somewhere in the in the uh, description for people to yeah. pro- probably to Spotify for people to go check it out. And then you know, Instagram's obviously where you can find all the the cool behind the scenes shits. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and it's funny. It's funny because Instagram is actually if you pay close attention to Instagram, like the the album uh, Fast that I wrote for my mom, is it's all made of loops that I posted on Instagram. 
That's that's beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah. So the, you, okay, so you made this album for your mom. That's that's awesome. I, I, that's beautiful. Um, so we're gonna play a song off that album right now. It's called Silent Hunger, uh, and then we will be right back. Go. Cool.
man, that's a fucking ah, uh, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. The 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 strings and the guitar, it's just, it's uh, the way the drums come in. I just absolutely love it, dude. Um, thanks so much. Thanks yeah, so much. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about the process of uh, of writing that song and recording it. Yeah, so it started with like a loop that I did like in the early 2019, and it was something that I felt. Uh, I felt it was was touching somehow, you know, but I had no idea if it would become a song. So the story behind this song and also all the, the other song is that like in 2019, the end of 2019, by uh, September, my my mom got sick and in, in a couple of weeks she passed away. And, um, and, uh, and I was like, man, like... How, how am I going to recover from that? He was, she was everything to me, you know, like even though she was living far away, she was very close. We would speak every day and everything. So I took the most emotional things that I wrote the, that year. And, um, and I tried to structure it in a way that would tell a little bit of a story, you know. So like each song is actually part of uh, like a chapter of her life. So Silent Hunger is actually, because when she was very young, she was very, very, very poor. And, and she, she was, you know, going hunger uh, when she was young. And she, it was a silent thing that would, you know, be there all the time. And she, she couldn't, you know, get out of this in, uh, easily. Uh, and that song is about that. It's like, how people in this world and, and in her case too, you know, where they go hunger, uh, hungry and it's a silent uh, demon that's with you, you know, and it just hurts and, and then and all of that. So that song was about that. And then I had to create something that was emotional, but also like powerful in a way that would transition to the next song where it was not about, uh, hunger anymore so that, that's why this songs uh, song evolves and uh it's kind of because there is this sentiment of you know uh you you feel like anger you know like because you shouldn't be going through this you know no human being should should be you know going without food so like this is what I tried to express with my my composition, you know, so I laid out, I had the beginning of the song and I, I tried to create something, like some sort of dynamics from the beginning to the end. And, um, and I tried new techniques and stuff and, you know, and I tried to be, make it explosive and, and, uh, you know, emotional, but try to tell a story without saying much and uh yeah and that's it that's what came out of that process that's that's amazing and I, i'm sorry about you know your mom that's that's got to be uh that's got to be yeah, rough okay. but that's 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 incredible like cuz a lot of times you know most people don't think about like instrumental music being about anything right like mm-hmm. it, it, but it's it, it, it's a thing like it's you can absolutely feel very specific emotions from you know chord progressions and and things of that nature and I'll, I'll i'll never get when like my mind was kind of open to that was actually it's actually mogwai um they uh they did this tour a few years ago they they'd written a soundtrack for this bbc documentary about nuclear weapons 
mm-hmm. called Atomic, and so they they toured uh, they toured it pretty extensively. But it was weird. it wasn't your typical concert. Like there was chairs, and they played the movie. Mm-hmm. They played they played like a long to this documentary, and it was so like incredibly powerful and moving. Just like the, uh, the 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 story of nuclear weaponry and energy, and yeah. How it how great it can be and how terrible it can be and all kinds of it was it was absolutely nuts, you know. Like just you know images, the occasional talking head and uh, mm-hmm. and their music, and it was just super powerful and like it's it's just so amazing to me that you know you can portray so many emotions with twelve notes versus a dictionary with. Thousands yeah. and thousands of words. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's crazy. And like, I my dream is to do something like that. Actually, like I would love to have more, uh, you know, films about the songs. You know, because uh, I try to write music that sounds like a soundtrack of something. You know, and um, and whenever it feels like that, so the song is ready and I and I release it. Um, and if I had, I'm trying to partner up with um, with a filmmaker here from from Montreal, um, and he's down to do it. But like we still didn't have find the time. And now with COVID, it's hard to find the you know uh, the crew to re- to do the, to make the, the the film and everything. But hopefully. This year, we'll be able to release a couple films. Uh, you know, uh, one of my songs actually, "Take Her," is gonna be featuring a short film uh, soon, uh, and I'll, I'll let everyone knows know about it. I'm super excited because the first time this kind of happens for real because I wrote for documentaries before and didn't get approved or anything. Um, and I never showed this song to anyone. I should probably post this on Instagram. Um, but yeah, so I would love to do something like Mogwai did. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I, I can see, I can see you doing that, but that's congratulations on, on getting that, that placement, dude. That's, that's freaking badass. That's, 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 the, yeah, first, I'm super that's stoked. the first step, you know? Um, yeah. so what was the moment you knew that you wanted to be a musician? Uh, when I started taking piano classes when I was six, shit, I you know. yeah, I just yeah, like I started playing and I was like, oh, I again, I think because uh, my personality is, you know, OCD and literally, <laughs> I get obsessed with things, you know. So if I like something, I just can't stop doing it and I, I get in the zone and uh, this helps me a lot to you know finish things quickly and well done because I put a lot of work on it but like also uh, like for example the first song that I ever recorded I, it took me 36 hours and I didn't sleep for 36 hours <laughs> yeah. so I, I was trying to figure out how to record and I, I tried to figure out and then I tried to mix it and shit and and I had no audio interface. I plugged like behind like a PC ah! audio in, <laughs> and I did and I did everything with like uh, maybe a cracked version of yeah. Kids don't do cracked versions, but like <laughs> uh, back then I didn't have no money, so I used a cracked version of Cubase, and man, I did it. And I I used it as a single for my band and like whatever you know. But I get obsessed with it. So like when I start playing, I was like you know lights were off and I was still 
practicing my, you know, my Beethoven and shit, like, and practicing my reading as well. You know, I was able to, I don't read anymore. I don't read music anymore. But like before then I, I was reading, you know, two claps, like, um, at six <laughs> and uh, my dream was was to play a con like a a concert like in the you know the city main theater or something and then when i started skateboarding i piano wasn't that cool for a punk kid <laughs> <laughs> so then i started playing guitar and then since day one i was writing music i didn't i learned a lot of music for sure I was learning my green day you know my the hives and like all of those things, you know, like the 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 easiest things to to play. And then I was just writing music. You know, I I did like a cassette demo tape. I brought to the school, and they let us play in in two thousand two, I guess, when I was in high school. And and then from there, I never stopped. I all my friends, most of them stopped since that. You know, that uh, punk rock hardcore scene. Uh, and I never did, you know, I took breaks because, you know, life and stuff, but yeah, never stopped. And I still, I'm 30, I'm going to be 35 soon. And I still feel like I need to play live music and I need to make music until the day I die. Yeah, no, I feel that. It's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because one, my fir the first song I learned how to play on bass was a Pennywise song, if I remember right. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And all, all the I covered that one. <laughs> <laughs> we all did. Everyone did. Whoa! Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, it's it's funny because Mexicans. Yeah. Now I think about like the first band I ever was in. You know, I think we call ourselves something dumb, like Caught Green Handed or something like that. Some dumb <laughs> pot reference, right? And uh, like, yeah, it's it, it's funny because I found out that you know, like of all the musicians I've ever worked with, yeah, ninety nine percent of them no longer play music, or you know, they have a guitar yeah. sitting somewhere that you know they might bust out once in a while, but you know, not seriously. But the very first drummer I ever worked with, actually, I just got in contact with him after I haven't talked to him like fifteen years, and apparently he's doing like sync music and stuff. So I, that's. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, right. So, like, good it's, it's it's good to know someone someone's doing something out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, what's your favorite curse word? Shit. <laughs> shit. Yes, I like. Yeah, I like shit. It's a good oh, one. Shit. It's, it's 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 it. Shit reminds me of my grandma. My grandma always says shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I have another favorite favorite uh, curse word in Portuguese as well. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah. It's called, uh, it's buceta, which, <laughs> which like once, like, it's, it's a funny thing, but like I was tuning my guitar and then the, of course the, the, you know, the high E uh, broke <laughs> and I just said buceta and my, 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 uh, my wife was in the living room and she was laughing because she's, she knows a little bit of Portuguese, even though she's French. Uh, and uh, it was so natural, you know, I didn't say like shit or fuck or whatever I said in Portuguese. It went from the core, <laughs> the deep down and it means, it means vagina. Yeah, <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. I I love it. Uh, I I love how like in, like in your neck of the woods, like all the curse words up there, like are uh, are like named after religious thing. I just just found this out interviewing the last person. It's I so weird. Talked to from Montreal. Yeah, it's so weird. It's the weirdest thing ever. I I, I didn't understand when I came here. Like Quebec is is weird. It's all like you know, <laughs> uh, 
Kalis and like, you know, Tabanak and like, man, why? Why is this a curse word? Like, why say fuck or, you know, or shit or like asshole or whatever. I, I think they're just that <laughs> pissed off at the church. Like, it's a thing. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. Like, his church here are not a good business, man, because in the U.S. is really good business. In in South America, it's great business. Oh, yeah, those uh, guys are flying private here, jets like, and shit. Yeah, exactly. But here, no business, man. Like, I, I, there's this... Um, church here like near nearby that became in like uh uh ymca like a gym and i was like okay that's so weird to go to a church to get like stronger you know what i mean yeah and i i love it like that's personally that, that sounds like a great use of the space just you know physical oh, yeah, fitness it's great. you know like you're, yeah. you you can't take it with you you gotta you gotta keep it healthy here or something uh yeah exactly <laughs> So, uh, opposite end of that, what's your favorite piece? And I know you've got a lot. What's your favorite piece of gear? Oh shit! That uh, shit. There you go, um, man. I I don't know. Actually, I I I can't say which one would be like. If there is a fire, I'm gonna grab that. My cat and my family. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's the it's my my white strat because it was the first American made strat i had you know like i never i was never able to afford anything uh you know growing up and when i finally got to buy like a brand new you know in that tweed case and stuff um so yeah that one i can't get rid of it like it's 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 just my my precious i would say that my <laughs> amp is also is also very special the the only amp i have which is the Mesa Boogie uh, Mach 535 watts, which is a very odd amp because usually they do the 90 watts or the 25, but there's this thing in the middle that makes the you know the headroom of the clean channel sound a lot like a bassman slash deluxe reverb, you know. Ooh. Like it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I've got an amp like that too. Like I, here's, I haven't played through my, amp. like, I love my amp. It, I actually got it like custom made from this dude in Ohio who like makes the cabinets awesome. out of, uh, out of like the, the leftover wood from the coffin factory next door. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It sounds amazing, it. but it's super yeah. loud and I live in an apartment. So like, I almost never play it because I've got this, mm. I've got my, like, you, you know, you've got your fractal. I've got my 11 rack, right? Like that's, that's my mm -hmm. main guitar tool, right? It's like, mm -hmm. I, I can plug it in. I can, it sounds like I'm crushing tubes through my monitors, but it's not mm -hmm. going to make my neighbors all hate me. Right. <laughs> yeah. man. I've, I've been like a headphone guy for, for years now, you know, like since I started doing this thing on my own, like, I, of course I was living in a tiny apartment, uh, here in, in, in Montreal and I couldn't, could not have like my, my deluxe reverb was just for gigs and stuff, you know, the one that I had at the time. Uh, but here actually I use my amp quite a lot because I have a load box that can take the load and the impedance from, from the amp. And then the load box goes into the fractal and then I put a impulse response there, like a cabinet simulation. Nice. And then I can use my amp a little bit. You know, I, I use a lot more the, the fractal because it's so convenient. Uh, and also like I don't, when I go like, for example, to jams and stuff, I just bring the little FM3, which is like the smaller version. And I put it in the backpack that I have and I bring my guitar case and then I'm good to jam, you know, like I have my cabinet, my 212 Mesa, uh, Road King there. And, and I have like a Marshall power amp, very cheap that I paid like 80 bucks or something, 
uh, and and I use that uh, to to power the cab, and then and I can jam with my friends. Yeah, nice, nice. So uh, you know, let's go. You know, you know, you're uh, you, we already know you grab your cat and your wife, right? But let's let's say you know you made it. You're on tour. You know, there's this this huge explosion of love of of post rock it's just it becomes the most popular genre in the world <laughs> uh you, you you've got your private jet you know as the, the <laughs> leading leading figure in the post post rock movement and uh <laughs> you've got you've got your record collection with you for some reason and the plane's going down and you've got time to grab three records that you're going to be stuck listening to on your little coconut powered radio for the next however many years it is till they find find you what three records are you grabbing dark side of the moon uh between the bear and me callers and i would say uh bonnie Ver, the um, uh one to a million or something like that it's like it's like the yep. not the last one but the previous, the one, yeah. previous one wow that was fast you, you yeah, for that. sure, man. These these are just like <laughs> insane. These 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 just changed my life. Like, you know, Dark Side of the Moon is just like I I'm I always I tell people I I I do some you know white lies just here and there, just saying like just for fun, just saying that like David Gilmore is my granddad, <laughs> and <laughs> so I always post pictures of him saying, "Hey, grandpa." <laughs> So yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. He's such a, like, he plays strats too, you know? Yeah. Uh, I bought a strat because of him. I never played strats before growing up. It was always like Ibanez and like, you know, you know, you know, less balls and stuff like that. The heaviest shit you can get. Right. But but then I um, I bought like a Telecaster. My first Fender was a Telecaster. And then I'm like, you know what? Like Fender is kind of sick. And then I... I saved up money and I bought my Strat. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I I'm a Telecaster guy myself. Like I I love I absolutely love Telecaster. And I've got like my Ibanez Telecaster ripoff that I love playing. Um, oh, the FR? Uh, no, it's the the Talman. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So like I had, ah, oh, the Talman. Yes, like the one that uh, Eve had from uh, COVID. Yeah, but uh, hers her, it's it's a similar, but hers has like the three single coil uh, set up right. like a strat. They also made mm-hmm. one like very briefly uh that had the uh that had the the soap bar uh, telecaster pickup set up. Oh nice. Yeah. That's nice. And so, That's like, unique. They yeah, they made it like it was discontinued like very quickly and I got it on like mm-hmm. I got it dirt cheap like a clearance I think it like I think it it, it was like a $700 guitar I think I got it for like 180 bucks or something like that. Oh wow. And now they That's now a they steal. now they go for like 500 again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, those guitars are sick. I never played one but like a I, I I played live with this other band and and this they the guy had a sparkly one and I was like, oh, that's so so sick. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, fucking but Yvette Young, holy shit. Like Yeah. She like I she's been posting these videos on her Instagram lately, like, hey, I'm gonna just play like my parts for you real quick so that you can learn them. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, yeah there is a big that's, that's, a big difference between you playing and me learning. <laughs> right? It's yeah. like uh, miles. Yeah, exactly. there's there's a, there's a gap there. Like yeah. that's it's like I'm a pretty decent guitarist. I look at like her and uh Ichiko and a few other uh, just the, these these new oh, yes. like slap guitarists, right? That just fucking mm-hmm. like I don't know how they they tap like that. I just don't know how their brain makes that work, like how their fingers Man, it, move. Man, I would say I would say that like you can do it, but the effort you have to put on it to <laughs> learn. You know, like I know that my if I if I sit down and like yeah, I'm gonna take like a month to learn one song from them and I could do it, but like, man, so much work and I would never play as good as they do. So like, whatever, I'll just try something else. Oh yeah. And they make it look so effortless. Just like, uh, but it's mu- muscle memory, man. Like yeah. sometimes like I play some, you know, you know, metalcore riffs and stuff. And for me, it's muscle memory. I played that for years. So like I, it seems easy when I play, but then it's not that Easy, but it's just muscle memory. For that, I can do some crazy looking riffs, but like when it's something that you're not accustomed to do, like it's just, it's, it's like alien, you know, like, and it's almost like someone gave you like a left handed guitar, whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, you just yeah. don't, you don't know how to strum anymore. <laughs> nope. No idea. What? Just flip it the other way around. Okay. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. No, that, that's beautiful. Uh, so what what drives you as a musician? Like what what are you what do you what what gets you up in the morning? Like makes you sit down and work at it. Man, I'm fascinating with the idea of creating something that did not exist before. I'm not talking about being original, too original. Like oh, I make music that no one ever heard. But that song that I wrote, no one ever heard before because it was in my head. <laughs> yeah. You know, like so, like that's not. Because I'm a graphic designer too, so like uh, everything that I create, uh, everything that if everything that's you know mm, uh, invention. When I was a kid, I was inventing shit. You know, like I was like creating my own like you know cart uh, racers and like <laughs> whatever. You know, like I was I was like building my own shit. Like I, I would uh, man, I, I built my own you know. Uh, skateboarding obstacles and you know, you know rails and shit. I would do all myself. So I was always about like inventing shit. And music, it's like, like that to me. You know, it's it's like something that I carry to this day. I I wake up and it's like, wait, well, I'm gonna create now. You know, like today, yeah, I did to create something that something new. And I'm excited about this. That's why I have a hard time working as a graphic designer because sometimes people just want to make want to make things that are oh that they exist already <laughs> you know like just like don't you want to try anything new <laughs> like you know yeah uh, so it kills me a little bit inside every time i have to just copy something because i understand you know it's marketing and like it's business whatever but like what i really like to do is try to experiment in in design in, in music in building shit in like you know like I'm starting to get interested in furniture and stuff and I really want to try stuff for the new house and you know like I want to learn those things that I didn't learn you know because I never had a house before uh, you know like taking care of the yard and like you know maintaining shit like making things look slick you know 
all those things. I think what, what that's what motivates me. I, I want to create things. If I don't create, I get, it's almost like I get uh, constipated. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put shit out, man. Like, otherwise, I just I don't feel good. Yeah. No, that's, that, that, that's beautiful. That's well put. Thank you. Um, yeah. So uh, what do you feel like a common uh, misconception is about being a musician? Like, what do people, what do you, like, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier about, you know, that rock star lifestyle. No, no, I just mm-hmm. fucking, you know, make, you know, I, I, I spend fucking 17 hours figuring out guitar parts, right? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, le- figuring out how, how to get my looper to connect with my MIDI devices so that I can sync everything up in time, right? Like, you know, that's, that's the reality. Yeah. But like, what do you feel like a common misconception when you tell people that you're a musician? Like, what do they think about that that's wrong? Uh, you know, it always comes together with like, yeah, but what do you do for a living? <laughs> What's your job? What's your job? You know, like, like, fuck, I'm trying, it's, it's music. <laughs> yeah, right? But, but yeah, but like, yeah, I can't say that music is my main uh, source of income right now, but I've been working hard to make it, you know, uh, in the industry. And I, uh, I understand that the industry changed a lot and stuff, but like the perception of people, they always think that, yeah, oh, you're an artist, not just musicians, you know, like painters and like my, my girlfriend, my wife is, she's, she's uh, an artist, you know, she, she's a stylist, but like, she's also an artist. She, she paints like the, that artwork behind me. It's was, she made that, you know, like, uh, and it's really hard to, to make people understand that this is, this is what we do, you know, like that's, that's a real thing. <laughs> it's a real job, man. You know, like, Oh yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and I, I think it's the biggest misconception. Also, they think that the the what be, is being portrayed by you know documentaries and interviews and the media is that artists are celebrities. Celebrities, not necessarily artists. You know, they're oh. just celebrities. Yeah. So, no, like, totally. I, I don't want to be a celebrity by per se. I just want to keep making art and be able to, you know, bring food to the table and pay my mortgage. <laughs> Absolutely. It, you know, no, I, I get that. Like I have this crazy weird dream of like, uh, you know, you know how like they're, they're always, you, you always see those news articles about like how you can like buy a house in Italy for like a dollar if you fix it up or start yes, a business. Yes, in I, it or I watch so many videos on YouTube about that. <laughs> right. And I've always wanted to like make like a recording studio in one of them. Right. Like, like mm-hmm. bring, bring bands in to like, you know, and like to produce their albums and stuff. Like, I think that would be super freaking cool way to make money. Um, you know, one day, but, uh, like, there, but I think it's, it's more and more possible now with like the technology we have, you know, you don't even have to have people over, you just do it over the internet, you know? Oh, so yeah. like, I think that, that helps, you know, uh, of course there's all the bureaucracy about, you know, visas and, and stuff like that. But like everything else is really possible, you know, if you can have like a steady, you know, income with clients and work, you know, maybe syncing, sync music or, or it's like, you know, uh, writing media music or, you know, all of those things or producing or mixing or whatever, you know, or creating YouTube videos and living on like AdSense revenue, which is very hard. But like, you know, I, I think it's more and more a combination of things. It's not just, it's not just one thing, you know, it's not just gigging. It's not just 
writing is not just teaching music or whatever. You know, it's so many things which can be very overwhelming for a lot of people. Mm. And I understand that. And it's been over, like last year, I had like a burnout, you know, like uh, I was doing too much with my music and releasing the songs and working with ads and shit. Like I never done that before, spending tons of money. Uh, I mean, more money than I could, <laughs> I should have been spending. And, uh, but, but like, yeah, you know, like it's totally possible. I think you, your dream is not like a fantasy. It, it can happen. No, and the beauty of it is, is that like we're witnessing the death of the music labels, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, there's, there's, which is good for us. It is yeah. great for us. Like, you know, it used, because it used to be, you know, to make an album, like no matter who you are, you know, you're, you're spending a hundred thousand dollars on the producer, the studio, the equipment rental, all that stuff. Now I can make an album that sounds almost just as good as that with a two hundred dollar box plugged into my laptop, mm-hmm. you know, and, and some plug-in Absolutely. software like it's, 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 it's so it's changing and I'm, I'm about it. Like, uh, you know, owning your masters, doing the, you know, Mac DeMarco's master that are right. Like he, he owns everything. Yeah. He he's does, a genius. Right. Like it's, it's, it's genius. phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely all about that. And it's, it's, you know, I, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think most musicians in our position are delusional about, you know, you know, pl- you know, selling out Dodger Stadium and, you know, uh, or what, whatever the big stadium is up in, uh, uh, up in Quebec, but like, yeah, you know, the Bell Center, there you go. The Bell Center, right? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think most of us are, 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 are thinking, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to become a millionaire. Right. But I'm thinking like, Hey, I, I can live a decent lifestyle and, you know, pay, pay the rent, right? Like doing something. Yeah, I man, love. if you, with anything, you know, even if you just want to change, you know, industries, like if like you're an accountant and you want to be something else, you know, maybe you want to just own a, a little coffee shop or whatever, you know, like if you set your expectations, like what's the minimum I need to to get by and then be okay, you know, like not getting trouble and save up for the future and stuff. Um, it's you if you can get your life uh, life uh, cost low, man, you can live really well with not a lot of money, you know. Yeah, no, I uh, absolutely. Um, so, what's your biggest? This is my favorite little part of the show. What's your favorite? Un, what's your unpopular opinion? What's your hot take? What what is what's something that you know is true that everybody else doesn't think is true? I don't know. I. I Oh, let me think. Okay, I I don't believe in God. <laughs> I, I mean, I, and I, a lot a lot of my friends do. <laughs> ooh, yeah, that's 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 tough. But well, I think most of my friends don't. And I think but. I think uh, with that comes my opinion on religion, and I don't I don't really uh, feel that religion is necessary anymore for 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 the for society. You know, it's being it's bringing more trouble now. Oh yeah, it's always been with like you know the crusades and shit, but like the Inquisition. Uh, but like, yeah, sorry. Oh, I was just saying the Inquisition. What a show! Yeah, the Inquisition. <laughs> yes, let's do it. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's no. kill no Christians. But yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm not trying to shit on anyone's faith or anything. But like I, I feel like as a society, we we should we, I think we're evolving past that. But I'm not saying that I know everything and the secrets of the universe, but I'm saying that I'm okay of not knowing and not needing a name 
putting yeah. like the the god of the gaps that people say now. You know, like if you don't know the answer, it's, so it's probably God. Right. Yeah, it's probably something that we don't know, we don't understand. Exactly. But that's okay. You know, like I I don't need um, you know, I don't need to know why we're here and where we came from. I I'm fine. I just want to play my guitar and make music. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're you're spot on because like you know just just because you don't know the answer to something doesn't mean that the answer is it's magic, right? Like, yeah, there's, there's an explanation. It's, it's a very it's a very medieval uh, approach to things, you know. Like, oh, I don't know what it is, so it's probably magic. It's like there's like this woman that she doesn't fit in the society. She's probably a witch. Let's burn her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's always something like it's magic or whatever. You know, it's like. Yeah, man, but we're not in the 14th century anymore. Like, you know, it's 2021. You know, we we have COVID to get, to worry about. Like, let's let's think about something else. You know. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know what the numbers are up 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 there for you, but like, it's, I think it's still like like eight out of ten Americans believes in angels. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. America is is very much like Brazil. They, they it's almost like a, but Brazil is almost like a copycat of of the United States. Uh, but uh, here in Canada, it's way less religious. I think it's a little bit more, uh, closer to the, what a Scandinavian country would be religious religion wise. You know. Yeah, but you know the the numbers are dropping everywhere. Like I just read an article the other day. I think that. You know, like people who attend church regularly in the in the United States uh, is down like seven percent over the last ten years. Which mm-hmm. when you think about like all of human history, right? The last two thousand years or four thousand years of the Abrahamic religions, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, that's 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 a huge change. Those numbers have been growing for for four millennia, and now 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 they're mm-hmm. shrinking. So. I, I, I guess things are, you know, maybe, you know, maybe your grandkids will, you know, finally, finally have some sanity, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it's not. I don't think that's necessarily like insane. Uh, it's actually, if you if you're being very pragmatic about the the subject, and you say that, like, you know, believing in things without ev- evidence, it it's insane. You know, uh, it's uh, totally against you know, science and the scientific method and all of that. But, um, you know, there's also like an emotional attachment to to the community and stuff that I, I get it, you know, like it's nice to go to a place that a lot of like-minded people are there for the same reason. And this is cool. And I, But it, it, it never stops there. It's always like a fucking white supremacist that wants to wipe out the impure yeah. race. Which right. is like, man, shut up, you know, you're not even, <laughs> man, it's like, you know, you're not Nazi, you know, like you're American. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh. it, you're not pure. Like if Hitler were, were, was alive, he, he would say, no, you're not German. So fuck off, you know. Yeah. No, it's, it's insane. And yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I don't know, there's, there's some weird things happening in my country right now, but, you know, hopefully people get over that soon i don't know uh yeah man i I really i really wish everything goes better for you guys hopefully this new administration will be will be better uh yeah could it be couldn't be as as bad as as trump Uh, yeah Uh, nothing's as bad but 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not hopeful. Yeah, it's not going to be great. You know, like, we know. It's yeah. the Democrats. We know what it is. Yeah. But, it, you know, at least it's like, okay, that we know. <laughs> yeah. That we know. Trump we just was so unpredictable. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was doing everything wrong. But oh, yeah. uh, it's okay. That's fine. He's gone now. Now now, now we have, yeah. you know, the guy who's, you know, putting Raytheon executives in this cabinet. But that's, you know, we, we saw that coming. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the same family. You know, they're all the same friends, okay. you know, like they're all together. As I like to say, it's Woodrow Wilson's 22nd term. But, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, um, if you could step into my shoes, uh, what question would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? Oh, man. Uh, I, I really don't know. I think you did, you did a pretty good job there. Like, <laughs> and you asked questions that I wasn't expecting. But uh, um, I don't know. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think you did a good job. You're, the, you're, better, you're better at that than I would ever be. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 been uh, it's been. It's, it's, I think you're I think you're like my thirtieth guest that I've had on here. Uh, That's probably, cool. Maybe my third one from Brazil. My third one. from oh, yeah? Can- and That's my crazy. third one from Canada. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, it's it's good times. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, do, do you have any anything left then to say to uh, say to our audience? Yes. Yeah. So. Watch out for for new music. It's gonna be out really really soon, and I'm planning the whole year. I what I can say is that there'll be two EPs this year, so it's tons Ooh. of music for us to share and listen and you know drink a beer and just enjoy it. I love it. All right, awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much. This has been Northern with No Vowels. Uh, I'm Elder Bryson, and I like your style. Thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate it.